Friday, 8.30 in the evening. And then my next topic that I wanna talk about, um, here's the title of the episode. Who do you admire? Now think about, think about admirers. Think about admirers. You know, everybody has admirers. People admire famous people, or maybe they read a good book and they follow a famous author and they admire them just by reading the backstory inspiration. Because anybody can be, anybody could have an admirer. It could be whether they're famous, non-famous, maybe it's somebody in your life that you admire, maybe it's, you know, your, your own family members, your parents. You want to know who I admire? Me. Now you're going to say, wait a minute, you can't admire yourself. Yes, you can. Who says you can't admire yourself? Who says? And who's they? Why do we bring up they? Who are they to say you can't admire yourself? The reason why I say I admire myself is because of everything that I've accomplished in my life. Everything that I survived in life. Starting from, again, the time I was 21 up until now. I look back at my accomplishments. I look back at all the things that I've had to go through at a very young age. How did you handle it? Positivity. Think about that for a second. Ask yourself this question. Who in your life do you admire? Now, again, for me, I admire myself. I inspire myself. I give myself inspiration. In other words, I love myself. So I am my own admirer. And you can, you can be your own admirer of yourself. Look at all the things that you've done in your lifetime, all the accomplishments. Let's take it a step further. Let me give you a backstory here. So again, growing up, I had a great set of parents. You know, a mother and father who beat the odds, defeated the odds more likely. You know, they both survived the Great Depression. My father survived the Korean War. They went through a lot of heartaches, a lot of ups and downs. Most of the illnesses that my mother had gone through, she was in the hospital, I think. I remember when I was younger, she was in the hospital for a blood disorder. She had anemia. She had a lot of uh, different issues, health issues. And my father, too. My father, again, had two heart attacks. He survived those. So you think to yourself, think of the people that shaped you. Think of the people in your life. Now, your parents are the main focus here. They created you. They shaped you. They taught you. Think of those words. They created you. They shaped you. They taught you. Values. You think about your own upbringing. I think about my own upbringing because of my parents. Again, their education or lack thereof, they were very smart without an education. They knew a lot about the world, about life, how to deal with situations, how to deal with people, certain individuals. And you think to yourself, I had a great upbringing. They taught me values. They taught me you know, right from wrong. They taught me how to be respectful and mindful of others, how to be compassionate and giving. Because again, the true definition in my book of a human being is giving back. When I look at my parents and all the things that they've gone through, I admired them from a young age. 
Then when it was my turn, again, the first thing I tackled was dealing with the death of my father. A lot of people don't know how to deal with death. A lot of people shy away from it. A lot of people can't even grieve. It's okay to show your emotions. I've always said it's okay for you to cry. Show your emotion. It's a sign of strength. So the first thing that I had to learn to deal with was letting go. And it was hard because when you love someone and you truly, truly love them, you don't want to let them go. You don't have to let them go. Yes, they're not here physically, but they're there with you in spirit. You will always have whoever you lost in your heart. Your heart will keep on going. The person in your heart will be in your will keep on going as well. In other words, yes, you may have lost them in the physical sense, but they're with you spiritually. And everything that you do in your lifetime, they're looking down upon you. And they're watching you. They want to make sure you don't make any mistakes. Again, but it's okay to make mistakes because that's how we learn in life. We're constantly learning. I'm constantly learning. I'm learning new things about myself that I didn't know, hidden talents, hidden things that I never knew I had. And that's an exciting thing when you discover parts of yourself, the things that you can do, the skills that you thought you didn't have, but you have. You think, well, you know, I don't, I, I can't, I can't, uh, I can't be musical. Well, I'm actually practicing how to play an instrument. And I'm teaching myself. I'm teaching myself how to do it because I really don't want to be taught by someone. Now, the only thing I can think of, of in terms of where I want to be taught is the keyboard that I have. You know, I only had it played it for a couple played it a couple of times just kind of, you know, random little sounds and everything, but nothing like an extravagant. I can't sit there and physically play a song. You know, I would have to have a tutor or someone teaching me, whether through video or fact, you know, have someone come in and teach me, maybe down the line, you know, not really anxious to learn that. There are other things that I do want to do, though, in, in my lifetime. And I ask yourself this, again, who do you admire? Ask yourselves those questions. Who do you admire? Who's your greatest inspiration? Who do you look up to? Again, for me, it's me. Why? Because for the longest time, I never ever liked me. And the reason why I didn't like me was because I got hounded by people, individuals that would nitpick and would just pick out the flaws, pick out the things that they didn't like about me. And because they didn't like those things that I have, those flaws, then I would look at myself in a negative light. And I said to myself, why am I doing that? If they, were, if they were your true friends, they would like you for who you are. They wouldn't nitpick. When people start picking out the bad things about you, then when you go to the mirror, you're going to hear their voices in your head, and you're going to say to yourself, maybe they're right. No, maybe they're not right. It's like with social media. Say you comment on someone's picture, or maybe you put up a picture for, of your own and you want to see how people are going to react. Well, again, not everybody's going to like you. The people that know you will probably say some positive things about you. Oh, you look really pretty. You look really nice. The people who don't know you and have no clue who you are will start throwing out negative comments because, hey, they don't know you. You don't know them. And that kind of like takes down your your I'm not gonna say ego more like your your personality you start to change you start to feel like well maybe these 
strangers are right. Maybe I should do this. You know, I've seen people body shame other people, especially women. When women start body shaming other women, take a look at yourself. Take a look at your own self. Take a look at your own body. Now, would you like it if someone came up to you and just started nitpicking? You're too fat. You could stand to lose a few pounds or you're gaining too much weight. You're getting a little pudgy. You know what? Who cares, right? If you love yourself, if you love yourself, that's all that matters. Who cares what other people think? And if I were to say to you, I don't care what other people think of me. I love me. I'm happy with me. I'm happy with how I look. Now, a few times I say, yeah, I go out and I do little things for myself. I'm not doing it for anybody. I'm doing it for myself. It's what makes you happy. You want to go out and say, get yourself a new wardrobe? You're doing it for you. You want to get a haircut, dye your hair? You're doing it for you. Whatever it is, you're doing it for you, not to please other people. When you start to please other people and then they're still not satisfied, then really it's a waste of time, correct? Then you say to yourself, why should I have to please myself for people I don't know, that I don't have a connection with? You know, strangers. Why I say social media is very harsh in that they attack people, they bully people, they, they name call, they body shame. Come on now. Stop doing that. Think about what you're saying. Think before you speak. My mother always said, think before you speak because when you start saying hurtful things coming out of your mouth, you're not going to be able to take it back. Once you've said it, you said it. You can say, yes, I'm sorry, but is it going to be sincere? Half the times people don't think before they speak. They just come out, blurt what's on their mind, and you know, you can really hurt someone. Be careful. Words are powerful. Words are powerful. But getting back to who is your admirer? Now, a lot of people follow famous people. Oh, I admire this person. Okay, so why do you admire them? See, I think, not saying it's bad to admire someone who's like, say, in entertainment. I'm not saying that. But let's put it in another perspective. What do you get out of admiring someone, say, is in the entertainment world? What can they do for you? How can they inspire you? Because you don't know them. You're following someone. Do you have an actual conversation with them? Do you know them personally? Ask yourself that question. Now, what about if it was someone in your family? Or again, in my case, it's just me. See, I know me. That's why I admire me. I look at all the stuff that I've gone through. I survived cancer. I survived abuse. I survived assault. I survived death. Because again, how many people have I lost? I've lost many people in my own immediate family. And I also lost, you know, family friends and neighbors, people that I grew up with that I had a, a, a sort of an attachment to. And I say to myself, how did I get through it? Well, again, at a young age, everything was just thrown at me. And I said to myself, well, I have to get through it. If I don't get through anything that's thrown at me, I'll be stuck. And everybody around me will forge ahead and I'll still be stuck. And who wants to be stuck when everybody else is, is making a life for themselves, is fulfilling their dreams and their goals? You know, and you ask yourself this question again, who do you admire? Now again, admirers can take the form of many different people. It could be 
your immediate family, or it could be your spouse, it could be uh, uh, a neighbor, you know, or somebody you went to school with, a colleague. But there's nothing wrong with admiring yourself. So if I say to you, and someone comes to me and asks me this question, say somebody interviews you and says, who's your greatest admirer? Who do you admire? Me. I admire me. Look what, have I, look what I've accomplished. Now I can tell you, I've showed everybody my story of me. If anybody ever followed me on LinkedIn Live from last year when I did that, that whole video, if you really listen to what I said, I survived life. You know, life can be challenging, life can be complicated, life can be cruel. But the only way that happens is if when you yourself make it complicated, you yourself make it cruel, you yourself make it so impossible, and then you put yourself down. I don't like it when people put themselves down. You can be a better version of who you want to be in your life, not saying the best. When someone tells you, you have to be the best, no, I don't. I can be a better version of myself. Why? Because when you say you have to be the best, it's like telling me you want me to be perfect, and I'm not perfect. I embrace my flaws. I embrace my defects. I have a flaw right now. I have a defect as we speak loss of a breast but then I don't think of it as a breast anymore because it's not it's a battle scar it's my purple medal it's my medal for defeating cancer now if you have ever in your lifetime you come across someone and they notice that defect and I've had that in the past from exes they looked at the defect and they said you're not a complete person that's a harmful shameful thing to say to someone you're not a complete person yes I am a body part doesn't define me. Remember that, and I've said this to people now, a body part doesn't define a human. A human defines a human. So if somebody says to you, you're missing a leg, you're not a complete person. You're missing both arms, you're not a complete person. Don't listen to them, because that's very hurtful to say to someone. Again, body parts don't define humans. If they did, well, let's put it this way. The majority of the people that I've come into contact with in my personal life, and even, even after, I've actually been friends with someone who's had one arm, one leg, no arms. To me, they're still complete. They're a complete person, whether or not they have a body part. You're still a human being. Think of that. You are still a human being without a body part. You're complete 100%. Now, a lot of people are going to say, wow, she's, she's talking nonsense. No, I'm not. I myself am complete, but I'm missing a body part. Do I miss having that body part? No, I don't. Why? Well, let's put it this way. If I would have kept that body part, it would have spread. I had a tumor growing inside that body part. It would have spread and I wouldn't be here talking to you and inspiring all of you and then telling you my life story. I would not be here. 17 years ago, I would have been dead. Think about that. So the greatest admirer in my book is me. I admire me. I look to me for inspiration. I look to me for guidance. I look to me for mentoring. When I said many, it was like many months ago, 
to one of the LinkedIn contacts. And again, he got offended by that. When he said to me, who's your friend? I am my own best friend. But in this part of the world where I live, I don't have friends. And again, is it by choice? I choose not to be friends because again, in my book, you can't please everybody. And believe it or not, I know if you've ever come into contact with the friends that you have, they want to change you. They can't accept you for who you are. Well, let me tell you something. They're not your friends if they want to change you. If they can't accept you as you are, they're not a friend then. So why should I go out and make friends when all they want to do is change me? I like the way I am. I like me. I love me. And if you can't love me, then I'm sorry. I can't be your friend. The day that you say, I'm going to change you, or there's something about you that I don't like, can you do this for me? Well, why? You can't accept me for me? See, my mother was, my late mother had words of inspiration. There's a lot of people that you can't trust in this day and age, you know. People that want to tear you down. People that really want to get into your mind, see what you're thinking. I've had people said, I could read your mind. Literally, can you read my mind? So what am I thinking right now? And I'll, and I'll tell you if you're right. It's like a challenge. They want to challenge. You want to challenge me. You want to see if you can get into my mind. Go ahead. Tell me what I'm thinking right now. You can't. Because if you knew me, now a lot of people always say this too, my family says to me, oh, I've known you, I know what you're all about. But do you really though? You don't know me. Just because we grew up together and we're family doesn't mean you really know me. Does a person really know a person? Until you get to spend time with them, until you get to really know them, you really don't know them, right? But when it comes to friendships, I've had my fair share of disappointment with friendships. I just don't trust anybody. Now, I can make friends all over the world on an international level. You know why? I find the people overseas are more genuine than the people over here. I've noticed that, okay, an example. I went to the supermarket today to pick up some groceries. I was studying the people around me, you know. And as I was waiting, I was actually at the deli counter getting some deli meats and cold cuts. And I was talking to random people. We just had a conversation, you know, friendly in that sense. Nothing is, you know, that just random conversation. And it's good to go out there. Now, normally, a lot of people say, but you're an introvert. Yeah, but that doesn't mean that I'm not going to sit there and talk to someone. If someone's talking to me, what do you think? I'm going to ignore them? No, I'm not going to ignore them. I mean, you just make small talk. You're not going to see that person again. But, you know, normally I would talk to people, have a conversation who, if it's somebody who works behind a counter or someone who's unloading and packing stuff, I just have a conversation with them. I don't see anything wrong with that. You're being friendly. But there are people that I don't want to associate with either. But see, the thing is, I read body language. I, I read how people are and I look for certain things. And I can tell you right now, Again, in this part of the world, I don't have friends. And the friends that I had from years ago, I don't want them in my life. I got rid of them because they weren't the type of people I wanted to be around. They wanted to change me. They couldn't accept me for me. So I said, you know what? I'm sorry. I cannot be around people that don't accept me as me. 
you know, again, we all have flaws, we all have defects, we all have things that we don't like about ourselves. Again, when you want to make a change in your life, whether you want to change your wardrobe, get a haircut, maybe women cosmetic, you want to put some cosmetics on, you do it for you. You don't do it for anybody else. You don't try to change for someone else. Because what happens if that person says, well, you know what? I don't like you. I don't like what you've done. I don't like your hair that way. I don't like the clothes you're wearing. I don't like you wearing makeup. Okay, well, I'm sorry. I'm not doing it for you. I was doing it for myself to cheer myself up, to, to bring up my self-esteem, to make myself feel good about myself. Because when you're surrounded by people that constantly nitpick, start putting negativity towards you. Guess what? Everything they tell you, you're going to believe it. And you're going to go into the mirror and you're going to make yourself believe everything these people tell you. Oh, they said I was fat. Oh, they said I was ugly. Oh, they said that, you know, I don't, I, I, I don't look good. Well, tell them, tell they to, to mind their own business. Whatever you do for yourself, you're doing it for yourself. That's why I say earlier in the last podcast, don't get validation. Don't even ask for validation from people. Why do you need validation from strangers? I mean, I certainly don't get validation from strangers. That's why I stay away from social media. Now, I will tell you one thing, though, that I will do. If I have somebody, a friend, someone that I'm close to that gets attacked on social media, guess what? All bets are off. I will come out and say something and defend that person. Because I don't like it when people get bullied. Do you ever notice that when you go on social media and somebody puts up a picture or whatever, all of a sudden you've got comments, all right? Some people are for it. Some people are against it. you got the ones that you got to watch out for, the ones that can say the hurtful things. It'll be kind of like a shouting match. Now you got to help. you got to defend that person because they don't know how to defend themselves on social media. Now you've got, you're going to, it's you against the bullies. I've actually come across people like that. That's why I don't want to be on Facebook. I've had my falling out on Facebook. I stayed away. There is no room for that. Come on. We are grownups. We're not children in school anymore. But it seems like in social media, everyone has to have the last word. So for myself... For my own opinion, I don't like social media. You know, if I'm on there, it's just to browse around. And if I see something that I don't like, you bet. If I don't say a comment directly to that person, I will put it up in a podcast. Why? Let's let's address it now. Let's address the rumor, the gossip, all the stuff that people get talked about, especially in the entertainment field. Now, think about this. How do you feel if you say if you did something great in your life and you got that five minutes of fame and you got recognized for what you did? Then what happens? A tabloid reporter comes up. They, they do a false interview with you, right? They interview you, but their, their intention is whatever you tell them, they twist it and make you feel like you're a victim or, or you're a bad person. You're a villain. It happens. Actually, today, when I was in the supermarket, I saw how people look at tabloid magazines and fall for the, for the lies that, that the, you know, they say to, about entertainers. Did you ever stop to think you're hurting that person by making up lies about them? Then why would you do that? I don't like gossip. I don't like tabloids. I think that that's what they do. They make off money by telling a falsified story. In order for a fan, well, you know, if you admire someone, you say, well, who am I going to believe? The gossip reporter or the actual person themselves? Well, common sense says the person that you follow. 
Let them come out and tell you if it's true or not. Seriously, ask yourself this question. Because now in life, again, everybody admires famous people. See, for me, yes, I do follow famous people. I'll admit it to you. But to me, they're ordinary people doing a job. And now you're going to say, you're crazy. No, I'm not. Where I got that mentality from was from my father. My father, again, worked in a nightclub. My father broke bread with people who were in entertainment. He didn't see them as anything different. When you start categorizing people, entertainers versus non-entertainers, it's like the rest of the world doesn't matter. It basically, you're pushing the rest of the world off to the side. We're invisible. We don't matter unless we make something, unless we get out there, we put our name, we're known for something. You could be famous and not be, quote, on television. You could inspire people. You could uh, give back. You can have an organization where, yes, it will get recognized and someone will point it out and you'll be put on TV for that five minutes. You could do anything in your life and not be quoted as being famous in that sense. But remember, everybody's doing a job to put food on their table for their families. If you start labeling people as He's an entertainer, but she isn't. But we're going to focus on him, and we're going to forget about her. Well, come on, that's a slap in the face right there. Now, I can easily go out on a platform and speak to all of you everything that I've gone through, and I can tell you with pride and joy, I'm my own admirer. I'm my own admirer. I admire myself. As a matter of fact, I could probably sign my own autograph and give it to myself. Hey, I know, that's kind of crazy, right? Well, call me quirky, call me bizarre. But you know what? I like that about me. And that's a great thing. When people say to me, oh, I like her. She's so down to earth. She's so nice, so compassionate. She's funny. She's someone that we should really follow. Let her be the leader. But see, the thing is, I don't want to be a leader in that sense. I want to be a leader where it matters. And in order for me to get over to that next step, again, you're hearing my voice on a podcast and I'm inspiring millions of people out there from everywhere, every part of the world, all age groups. That's my intention. Men, women, young adults, seniors, everybody in between. I think it's important that all of us, or all of you rather, take a page from my book. Because again, it is important. Um, And in this day and age, It's something that we have to really think about. Ask yourself this question if you can. If you can. Ask yourself this question one more time. Who is your admirer? Ask yourself that question. Who is your admirer? Who do you admire? See, again, I get it from from my parents, and I can give you an example. My mother, my late mother, before she passed, She would always give words of wisdom. She would always give some type of inspirational. An inspiration. Whenever I was feeling down, whenever I was sad, whenever I was, you know, on the verge of tears, she found a way to cheer me up. She would tell me about something that related to her life. As I spoke to you in the last episode, so my father... I'm sorry, my mother, my mother 
had wanted to develop when she was younger, a close relationship with her father. Again, her father left the family during the Great Depression, just walked out. And I asked myself this question. Because again, if I had asked her, I don't know if she would be able to talk about her father in a positive light. Now, she wanted to develop that close bond with them. She never got a chance to have a close daughter-father bond the way it should. And I always stress this. I stress this because this is important. It's important, in, and if you have daughters, fathers and daughters have a special bond. I'm not saying that mothers and sons don't, but let's focus on fathers and daughters. Fathers and daughters have a great bond towards each other. And in my case, with my father, my father and me were close. Now, both of my sisters were closer to their mother. I was closer to my father. But again, the bond was broken when he passed. And that's why I lost my sense of identity. I wasn't his daughter anymore. So who am I now? I still miss my father. I think about him all the time. But then I think about my mother. I go back to the time that she was a young girl. The fact that, yes, she had, she still loved her father. She loved him. But what he did, I still can't comprehend. How can you love someone, still have love for them, even after what they did to you? what he did to the family. Then her, her grandfather stepped in and became the hero. He actually helped out the family. He did a better job than what her own father did because her own father didn't even stick around to help. He just left them drowning in the Great Depression. Who does that? But again, my, father, my mother had a great relationship with her grandfather but she would have liked to have a better relationship, a closer relationship with her father, and it didn't happen. And I used to think that many years later, when she had her girls, and she saw the relationship I had with my father, I think, now maybe I'm wrong, she might have been a little bit jealous, a little bit envious, just a little bit. Because again, Think of it this way, okay? In life, if we're lucky enough, if we're lucky enough, we meet somebody, we fall in love, we get married, and we have children of our own. Now, I've always said this. I, I said this to my significant other. I told him, when we have a daughter, I want you to develop a close bond with your daughter. It's important to me. I didn't have enough time with my father. I didn't. I had him when I was little and then the early teens. So when I was 21, that's as far as it went. And he passed. And I used to be angry at the people that had their fathers. I was angry. I was envious. I was sad. I had a lot of emotions going through me. I'm like, why? Why was he taken at that age? He didn't have enough time to do the things that he wanted to do in life, to accomplish what he wanted in life. But my father left behind a legacy, a legacy filled with a lot of interesting details about his life. And I, I actually believe that if he wouldn't have had cancer, things would have been a lot different and the bond would have gotten stronger. 
But then when he passed away, then I became closer to my mother. And my mother outlived my father. The 25 years that she was on this earth. And I learned a lot from her. She was there for me through everything. But she always had a moral to a story or some type of wisdom. Words of wisdom. Because it's important. You know, when you have family, family is important. You know, everybody in your family wants you to do better, wants you to succeed, wants the best for you. You know, blood is thicker than water in some cases. But when I go back to my own life and I see all the things that I've done, I'm proud of myself, of everything that I've gone through. I came out of it. I want to be an inspiration to all of you. Any type of crisis you're going through, any type, an illness, the death of someone, if you've ever been assaulted, abused, if you ever thought of suicide, depression, loneliness, I've been through it, and I've gotten through it. I can hear her words in my head. I can hear my own words in my head. I was my own teacher, my own mentor, my own guide in life. So I say to all of you, I think it's very important that when this question is being asked of you, if somebody ever came to you, sat down, did an interview and said, who is, who do you admire in your life? Who do you admire? I admire me. I, I am my own admirer. I'm my own, quote, inspiration. And you can too. You can be your own admirer. Think of all the things that you've accomplished in your lifetime. Think of all the things that you've done for other people. You know, a lot of people have this bad habit of attacking others, other people for doing the things that they've done. You know, think about this. Again, I've always said you don't need validation from anybody. Stay away from social media. Because social media is kind of like being in a classroom. Everybody's not going to like you. Certain individuals are not going to like you. That's fine. You don't have to like me, but don't attack me and my good name. And don't attack me if you don't even know me. You don't know my backstory, so you can't put in your two cents. That's why I don't want to have confrontation with anybody on social media. It gets very ugly. Who needs that? We are allowed to live our lives carefully. We are allowed to be whoever we want to be in our lifetime. We can be whoever, whatever. The only thing I ask of all of you, stay true to yourself. Be proud of who you are and your circumstances and everything you've gone through in life. I'm proud of it. I'm not hiding from anybody. I'm able to talk about it. If I get myself out on a platform, I can actually tell you this is how I feel. So when somebody asks me, and I will end this now, this, I will end this podcast. If someone came to me right now and we were doing a physical interview and they said to me, who is your greatest admirer in life? You know the answer I would tell them? Me. I am the greatest admirer of my own life. I'm my own admirer. And I'm proud to say that. I'm not ashamed to say it. I am proud to say it. I am my own admirer. I am my own greatest admirer, my own achiever in life, whatever everything that I have gone through. So remember that. Ask that question. Think about that question. Roll it around in your mind. Ask yourself, who's your admirer? I'm curious to see what all of you are going to say. I may even pose that on LinkedIn. Who is your admirer? Who do you look up to? 
So I'm going to say be strong, be positive, love yourselves, believe in yourself. God bless all of you. Have a great weekend. Take care. Thank you.